<laughs> First words. What's what's the number one word that you have to say? Like, if you could explain how you feel right now about that game from last week, one word only. It's in my face, bro. Disappointment. <laughs> Straight up disappoint. Like, like honestly, we need to include that. Just that first. Like, just just leave that in the episode because that's that's where I'm at right now, man. And like. I'm never the Debbie Downer guy, but you and I mm-hmm. both know we we one thing we're gonna do we're gonna keep it real. Keep it um, keep it a buck, man. When you talk about talk about opportunities and, and we we gassed it up last week, but I mean it was the truth. Saturday yeah. was was the pivotal moment. Um, and man, just sitting here today, like today just dragged, bro. I I sat there last night after the game, and I'm like. Man, why why do they have to go down like that? You know, are we the same old yeah, Terps? Yeah. I really don't think so. I don't think we are. But it ain't it ain't where it needs to be yet, man. And at the end of the day, we lost again. Had them again. <laughs> you you go ahead, bro. I'm, like I said, I'm I'm hurting. I'm hurting right now, man. It's, it's hard yeah. to put into words. I would say this this game was a big goose egg right and you never want to blame an individual player or anything like that but like we said at the beginning of the season the team moves as Talia moves you know so when you look at the pivotal moments in the game that change the whole narrative or course of the game you get boom quick touchdown boom you kick a field goal and then in your this is the pivotal moment of the game in your own territory it's third and five you snap the ball you see cover two all of the linebackers and the uh, the DBs are right at the uh, the what you call it the first the down marker, and you throw a stick. You throw a stick route. <laughs> a pick six is a critical error. Like you, if you throw a pick six in a game, the likelihood that you're going to win that game shoots down exponentially. And then from there, it's like offense can only do so much. Defense can only do so much. The whole morale of the team from a pick six. I would have preferred him run, spin, backflip, sidearm that jump scramble and let your receivers try to make a play for you but throwing that third and five stick before your receiver even turns around <sighs> tragic that's all i gotta say that was the pivotal moment in the game because then from there it was just an uphill battle the turfs really tried we were getting sacks you know we played pretty decent defense jay sean was out there making plays um you had dykes out there making plays you had prater out there snagging snagging the rock you know what i mean but um ultimately the score did not tell the game because we came out hot I was looking at the score like, hey, this this is a game. But then you finished the way that you did second half. Ohio State came out and they just played their football. So it's it's unfortunate. But we live to fight another week, man. A loss is a loss. The best thing about a loss is that you can get another dub the next week. So still still a good amount of football left to play. But I'm definitely sick about this one. This game was like – it wasn't like you playing a giant. It was literally like I feel like this is the most equal game between Maryland and Ohio State that I've seen in a long time. So, hurts to see, but it is what it is. With, without a doubt, bro. Like, before I even get into the details of, like, the actual, you know, this play, that play, like, like you're talking about a third down. Bro, everything we talked about was, was mm-hmm. true. Their yeah. quarterback was not going to single-handedly beat us. We did some very, very, very dumb things on defense – and and the pick six that gave their offense confidence that they had no no right having. Freaking, you want to look at just 
the second half, drive down the field, score. We still got a lead in Ohio in Ohio State Stadium. They're the what number four ranked team or whatever the case may be. As bad as Talia finished the first half, we still had everything right there. Seventeen ten yeah. game, and prior to that, their offense had done nothing. We sat here and talked about how good our offense was and how they were going to cook and do this and do that. And Talia, all he had to do was take care of the ball. We'll talk about why how he didn't take care of the ball, and and that was terrible. <laughs> but beyond that, we had them. They they had bro. They had yeah. no reason feeling confident. Outside of playing one on one coverage, Marvin Harrison didn't earn anything. Now we gave it to him. Okay, okay. Here, here's the thing, bro. He knew he was best player on the field at any given time. Their staff knew he was the best player on the field. The fans knew he was best player on the field. The announcers knew. You and I knew. The fans watching the game on on television across the country knew. Why in the world did our staff act like they didn't know that was going to be their game plan? They had Get no run him, game. Bro, our defense, our defense has not impressed me like they did on Saturday. In years, shutting down the run game, shutting down four and five star old linemen. They couldn't. They couldn't pass block. They couldn't run block. I don't care if Travion Henderson would have been in the game. He wasn't running through them holes. There were no holes. Yeah, we looked great. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're gonna put our corner. And I don't care who you are. None of our corners. None of our DBs. Not Deontay Banks last year. Not uh, Jacorian Bennett. I wouldn't have put Darnell Savage one on one with Marvin Harrison because it's not smart. That's- you just yeah, don't do that. And you don't do it, get beat by it, say, hey, I'm going to do it again. Oh, wait, he beat us again. Hey, you know, that it's tie game now. We're gonna do oh, it hey, we're going to do that again. <laughs> hey, wait, second and 33, mm. we're going to run zero pressure. Mm. Second and 33. What are you? My chest. We, we just got a sack. Or not even a sack because Buddy flipped it to the running back. We got a, we got like a twelve yard tackle for loss. They fall started. They're in shambles. It's the second half. Yeah. We just drove down the field and scored. We're feeling great. One on one with Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. What are we doing? You an offensive guy. I know dang well if you on Madden and it's second and thirty three, you not you not playing zero blitz with <laughs> with with the equivalent of. A young Randy Moss out there on the island <laughs> with your random corner. No offense to our corners. I rock with all of y'all. Y'all make plays. Y'all not making plays on him. 50-50 no. is like 80-20 to him. And it showed. Yeah. What were we doing? Like, why? <sighs> bro, it was point shaving, it's, man. It's mm. killing me, bro. What were we doing? Yeah, it's crazy. And we, like our DB core, it's known we're not like a DB core that has a shutdown, lockdown corner. You know what I mean? We play defense by committee. Like the, the picks that have been received has been when we played sound overall defense in terms of coverage. So like this is this was not the game to come out and try to try to do man on man. I don't know what the scheme was. I don't know who was paying who. I don't know what the methodology of um, the D coordinator was specifically, but it just wasn't a good uh, wasn't a good choice personally. I would say. So hopefully they correct that going into the rest of the season because teams are going to watch that and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Bro. You see what they see what he did? 
we gonna do that, <laughs> bro. Being okay, so okay. That, that gotta get fixed. Being a play caller is hard, bro. It's so hard. You you have so much pressure on you all the time. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, when especially on defense, when you make a great call, it's more so. I I don't believe in luck, but I mean that's dang near what it is. It, it just happened to line up perfectly. You knew the tendency. Mm-hmm. You can say it all you want. You guessed, and you guessed right. They guessed wrong. Bro, yeah. if I was writing up a game plan for playing Ohio State in 2023, the one and only thing at the top of that game plan would have said, make anyone but Marvin Harrison Jr. beat me. Oh, yeah. wait, Travion Henderson, probably their second best offensive player. Out. Out. Scratch. Emeka Egbuka, great receiver, but he's still the number two to Marvin Harrison. He got hurt at the beginning of the second half. He probably had like three catches for 35 yards. So Mm -hmm. you didn't even have to really worry about him. And I'd still rather him than Harrison. And yet, that was the one thing. They're just like, yeah, we're going to leave. We're going to leave Buddy out there. I mean, bro, it's literally setting guys up for failure. There's just Mm -hmm. no reason for that. And besides that, the defense was giving you everything they had. Like, no offense. There were guys who I didn't even know who they were getting sacks. Flying, TFLs, making flying. plays. Uh, Dante Trader. Now, this was a missed opportunity. One time, one time, clamped Harrison on a deep out route. Undercut it. Should have had a pick. But, like, guys were giving you everything. All you had to do was give them a little bit. Hey, man, if Harrison singled up to the wide side of the field, we're going to lean the safety over the top. We're going to have a check. If they put Harrison one-on-one and we're in any form of man, safety going to at least lean to the hash that way. We're not leaving guys or that guy one-on-one. Like, <laughs> bro, I, like, bro I'm, I'm, I was really so angry sitting there watching it because everyone has such a hard job, bro. Football is such a hard game. Corner, corner is such a hard position to play. And now you got me having to do it against a guy who's going top three next year. Would have went top five last year, and you're going to tell me, hey, good luck. See what you can do. <laughs> like, bro, that, that part of it was so frustrating. And, like, he got, you know, he kept building as the game went on, and, and he ended up being, like, the, you know, the nail in the coffin because they just, they just said, okay, y'all going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. But even with mm-hmm. all of that, we still had a chance. And it comes, like you said, it comes back to mm-hmm. something that we talked about I dang near think, think we talked about this the very first episode. What version of Talia were we going to get in the biggest moments in the biggest games? Yeah. Bro, talk to me. What, what, what happened, bro? What, what happened, man? I think, honestly, he came out there. Like, he came out there looking good. But then you just see the decision-making start to, start to dismantle from that pick six. You know, you get that pick six, all right. I'm going to get that. But then you get that rolling out, you know, great, you know, avoid the sack. But then throwing the ball and into another interception, it's like, come on, man. You know, you, he was supposed to come out in that game and be the better quarterback. He is the better quarterback, but he did not play like the better quarterback. So it was just, it's like, ah, the opportunities were there. Like, that was really a game where he could show that he is an elite passer. He's not even an elite passer, an elite decision maker. He did not make elite decisions in the game against Ohio State at all. Defense was giving him a lot of opportunities. 
the offensive players were ready to make the plays, but it was just a matter of Talia taking the ball and putting the the ball in his offensive playmaker's hands. If not in his offensive playmaker's hands, just don't give it to the defense. Don't give it to them, bro. <laughs> he did bro. it twice. Don't give it you to them. You can't give Ohio State the ball twice. You can't throw two picks against Ohio State, one being a pick six, and expect to win that game. It just can't happen. Because you look at the stats, nobody really jumps off the stat sheet. Our, our running wasn't that good. Littleton had the most carries, 11 for 38. Hemby had 8 for 35. Jay Sean had five receptions for 59. Like Nobody really like did nothing crazy. But we still were in a very competitive game. So when you're in games like that, when the stats are low, the only thing that matters is playing sound football, decision-making, field position. You're, on your, you're in your, your territory. A pick six, you cannot throw no form of pick. You know, like, it's just, it's dang. We dropped one, man. Bro, we we could have had that one, bro. bro it, we could have had that it, one. It eats at me, bro. And I don't, I, like I said, I don't want to nitpick. And this is the crazy part, bro. So, I'm a Talia fan. Like, through and through, bro. He is, like, no cap. I think he has a better skill set as a quarterback than Tua. Now, he didn't play, mm-hmm. he didn't play at Bama his whole career. He didn't play with five, six, seven, eight first-round receivers, first-round running backs, first-round O-line, across the board, yada, yada, yada. Everything. Under Nick First Saban. His he didn't. But, bro, he's so, he has so many gifts. He, he is way more elusive than, than Tua is. He makes plays on the run consistently. He has as much arm as, as anybody. I mean, you, you can argue. Yeah. When he, when he wants to, he can put the ball anywhere on the field at any arm angle, any being sideways, being backwards. Bro, but. And it, it all started with that, that Friday night Iowa game a couple of years ago, bro. And he threw like four interceptions in a quarter. Now, you know, I don't know, you know, folks know that song, you know, uh, George Bush came out there and said, you know, you fool me once, shame on you. But you fool me, you can't get fooled again. Bro, now, again. This, this, this would not be the second time for Talia, unfortunately. It might not even be the third time. So at some point mm-hmm. in time... I, the rest of the fans, the coaching staff, and Talia have to sit down and say, okay, when things get rough, and they get rough for everybody at some point in time. Bro, O-linemen going to miss blocks. Running backs going to miss a hole. Receivers going to drop passes. DBs going to get beat deep. Linebackers going to get shook, get ran over. Bro, it's football. It happens. But you can't come back and then repeatedly do the same thing over and over and over and over again. I mean, we sat here last week on the episode and said, bro, he's playing bar none the best, like the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Goes out there in the perfect stage to solidify that. No questions asked after that. Starts out great. It's not, it's not like he played terrible the whole game. Starts out great. Yeah. And then out of nowhere just goes south. And it just hurts, man. It, like, bro, this this season is not dead, and we'll we'll get to that later. Um, this season is not mm-hmm. dead by any means, because there's still there's still two two powerhouses along with the rest of the schedule. But we already know the, we already know the deal. There's there's three teams right now. We're we're number yeah, four in the Big Ten right now in the, in the East, but really in the whole Big Ten, because the Big Ten West ain't nothing right now, bro. <laughs> bro, there's three teams that you gotta you gotta knock one of them off. We had the perfect opportunity, the perfect yeah. opportunity, and we didn't do it. Now, okay, here's what, here's what's messed up. And you were running back, but even a running mm-hmm. back knows. We go down ten points, right? Like we had the great drive to start the second half, scored up seventeen ten. 
you know, falter a little bit. Things aren't going very well. He threw the interception. They kick a field goal, and then they come back and score again right after that. We're down 10. Late in the third quarter, I think, going into the fourth quarter. I don't remember exactly when. But this is basically like all-or-nothing drive, right? Because you're essentially saying, okay, either we get something going here, kill their momentum, or we get another three and out, our defense is reeling, and we go back out there and the floodgates open. We call four straight run plays. I'm pretty sure three of them weren't even carries for Hemby. Like I said, I'm not a running back. I'm not an offense coordinator. But that's either I no longer trust that Talia is going to make the right decision or it's we're giving this game up. Or both. It's like what I view it as is just being real, real, real conservative, um, realistically, you know, because I know that they still wanted to compete and they still wanted to win that game. And, um, of course, you live and die by Talia, but, like, it, it had to have been some pressure from somebody. Like, Locke's like, nah, we need to run the ball, or the offensive coordinator's like, let's see if we can get a breakout run. One out of these three or four runs will be, you know, a breakout run specifically. But you just got to fill out the game and know – when stuff is working and when stuff is not working. And the run game was not something that was a strong suit for us specifically this Saturday, this past Saturday. Um, but they tried, and that's kind of where the game started to shift out of order. Once <laughs> it was that necessary drive where we needed to score, we needed to put some points up, and we weren't able to. So that's, that, that's a rough That one. drive was a killer, bro. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I'm with you. If you, if you want to switch it up, if you think you got – you, you got a hot run play dialed up, run it. But, and, and I'm not 100%, but I'm almost pretty sure all four of those were like regular inside zones. Like, there was no, mm-hmm. there wasn't a counter in there. There wasn't a trap. There wasn't a, a jet sweep motion reversed. Get, you know, get guys' eyes going. Something that says, hey, we're going to pull all our tricks out now because we know there's no, t- there's no turning back. There was nothing to lose. Yeah. You're in a, nothing to lose. You're literally. in a game. That no one expected you to be in, period, let alone have had a, a, a good lead and had, you know, really had them on the ropes. Mm-hmm. No one expected any of that. And you sit there and you say, okay, come on, bro. Like, I, but we sat, here, we sat here and talked about it and we said, hey, man, this, this game is huge for the, the future of the program. Um, I'm be honest. The future didn't, it didn't dim at all. <laughs> but we did not we did not ascend into the you know what I mean? Like we didn't say, boom, we we, we at the top or we're competing for the top. It it just seems like it's gonna be the same old Maryland until somebody does something different. And if if Saturday wasn't the chance to do it, then you know, is that somebody who's gonna do it in the building right now? Or you know, does there have to be another round of recruits, another key position mm-hmm. coach comes in that galvanizes a, a room and then all of a sudden we have this you know dominant dominant resurgence i just feel like it, it yeah we just missed missed the moment bro like you know what i mean uh what's uh coach 30 exactly. be saying in the videos uh you know moment was too big yeah the moment was too moment, big. <laughs> moment was too big on saturday bro and it, it hurts yeah it hurts i'm not i'm still not over it yeah i'm not gonna be over it for a long time it definitely it definitely hurts, but I would say looking on the bright side, the great thing is that like we are 5-1 and one in the conference, which is a great place to be, especially how competitive everything is, and we still got some 
some pretty good marquee games that can cement the legacy of this current team right now. So going into this week, we have Illinois, which I don't want to discount any team, but we have to come out this game sharp. It's homecoming at Maryland. This game has to be a game where Maryland literally is like, hey, we might have laid a goose egg last week, but we still are coming in this conference. Because realistically, if you win out, you have an opportunity to play in the Big Ten Championship. You got two big juggernauts. You got Michigan and you got Penn State left. You're five and one right now. You still got Nebraska. You still got Rutgers, of course, but I know eyes are wide. You're circling those two teams, single-digit single ranked teams. You might not have beat Ohio State, but you played them competitively. So this should give you confidence. Don't like, bro, it's not no little bro. It's not no like, oh, we came out there and we fought a good fight. It's like, nah, we didn't ex- finish executing what we were supposed to do with Ohio State. We need to prove that we can do that with Penn State. We need to prove that we can do that with Michigan definitively mm-hmm. and show them that, hey, we're, we're here to play some football. So I'm, I'm excited, honestly. It was, it was unfortunate to see that we couldn't get the dub with Ohio State. But going into this homecoming weekend, I know that the, the Terps are going to watch the film. They're going to see the opportunity that they missed out on. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the leaders in that locker room and the coaches are going to make everybody not even make everybody you can't make nobody nothing but like have that same hunger to be like hey bro we didn't the season isn't over this isn't the last game of the season there's still a lot of football left to be played so um i'm hoping that that's the case but only only they know what's going on in that locker room in that film room no that's facts and i feel like i i mean i'll be honest i've been i've been negative so far in this episode so (laughs) if if folks tuned out already then hey you know gotta keep it real but that's part of it bro like i said it it just hurts man i I'm hurt for them dudes because exactly. I, I wanted it for them. I feel like I wanted it more than some mm. of them might have wanted it. And that's harsh, but it is what it is. But like you said, bro, to be honest, the reality of the Big Ten East, because of how good those top three teams are, the reality of it is there's a very, very real chance all of them end the regular season with one loss, potentially more. Yeah. Now now that we we did, we did show some really good things in this game, and – we hurt ourselves more than Ohio State hurt us. So there is the chance that, hey, we gave, we said, like you said, go in the locker room and be like, bro, we had them boys. There's no reason we couldn't yeah. have won that game. And if they turn around and flip the script and build and continue from there, bro, we could we could be talking about you went out, you're 11-1, you go to the Big Ten Championship, you win the Big Ten Championship – it's, it sounds far-fetched because we're not even ranked right now and we, we come off a really bad defeat. We're talking about playoff. If this, yeah. team, if this team wins out and wins the Big Ten Championship, that's a playoff football team. No doubts about it because you, that would mean you beat Michigan. That would mean you won your conference. You beat Penn State. There's nothing left to say. And whoever comes out of the Big Ten and, and, and wins the Big Ten Championship, from, who's going to be from the East, they're going mm-hmm. to the playoffs. That's just the reality of it. And there's a very good chance they have a one-loss or one loss on their on their record. There's no reason it can't mm-hmm. be us. It it it's not gonna be easy. Dang sure not gonna be easy. And you know, you're gonna have to make some things happen. You're gonna have to make a lot of corrections and build, but it's there. And, and like you said, bro, homecoming's coming up, so we're gonna have a lot of fun. Them boys gonna whoop up on Illinois. Uh no offense, but Illinois is reeling right now. You know, that's that's my first alma mater, but Got to keep it a hundred. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. So you know they they coming in they coming in our house on homecoming. We already know what we did on Michigan State's homecoming. Uh, in front of our our folks, in front of you and I, because you know we gonna be there turning up. Uh, yeah. Them boys got to roll. Absolutely. I need. 
What what we scored last time Illinois came to to our crib? I think like seventy. <laughs> the spread is minus fourteen. Yeah, yeah the, nah. the spread is minus fourteen. Yeah, so I needed to be minus we gotta, forty. It got to be double. Yeah, I needed to be yeah, thirty gotta forty be point dub. And like, bro, you're like you're thinking about it, like, okay. This is this is the reality of it, right? Is you know, Talia had a rough a rough day, and no one needs. Uh, to to get back rolling more than him uh, to show mm-hmm. you know to show the team show the fans show the the, the the conference that hey one game is one game as much as we talked about you know could this be just who Talia is he's gonna be the same old Talia all the time um he still has the rest of the season to show that I'm finally going to learn that as long as I control the ball my guys are gonna make plays and I have the talent to do whatever. This team needs me to do. The defense is going to be yeah. fine. Like they showed that they can handle the best of the best against Ohio State. They need they did what they needed to do. We fix up the game plan a little bit. We don't single up guys who are guaranteed first round draft picks and guys who could start in the NFL right now. You stop doing that, <laughs> and we're going to be just fine. Because first of all, there's no better weapon than Marvin Harrison that, that's going to be on the rest of the schedule. Period. Yeah. So it's like it's not like it's gonna get any harder. Um, mm-hmm. And you're talking about you know Illinois, like you said, they're reeling. They've lost some pretty bad games. Uh, gotta dominate them both sides of the ball. Get get your confidence back. Get your mojo going. Everyone get a little piece of the pie. Get to feeling good, and then we get rolling and get ready for these the rest of these big games. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think that this this is a, a game where I hate to say it, but Hemby, not I hate to say it, but I think Hemby is really going to come out this game and the running backs in the room are really going to come out this game and have a great game because Illinois' run defense is it's not that good. They're like ranked 100 <laughs> in college football right now. They're giving up Sheesh. 150 to 170 yards per game in the run. So I think that we really need to ground and pound this one and then allow Talia to make those throws that we know that he can make and gain his confidence back because we have who who we got ne- the week after that Michigan. Uh, who we I'm got? Trying to remember. Yeah, I think we got Michigan the week after that. I I hate looking too far in the future. But I mean, that's that's part. You of already it, bro. know where everybody's. That's part of the yeah. That's part of it. It's strategizing, but I think we do have Michigan the following week after that. So really gaining Talia's confidence back is important. Um, establishing the run game that's dominant because that's what we expected to see this season and just coming out with the dub, man. That's, I think that's the most important thing. No, nah, without a doubt, bro. And, like, it's crazy because Illinois' defense was top 10 in the country last year, and it just feels like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they lost a bunch of guys to the NFL, but they have just unfortunately tanked. So, yeah. fortunate, unfortunate for them, fortunate for us because it's, fortunate it's for perfect, us. perfect timing for us to bounce back. Um, and we got to bounce yeah. back in the biggest way. Um so outside of of homecoming, bro. Actually, before I get before I get to that, Hemby, bro, Hemby is so talented and offers so many things. And I know we have a deep backfield. I know we have running backs who complement each other's skill set. I feel like the last couple of weeks we haven't been getting him the ball enough. Like I don't, I don't know about you, I, you know, running backs. You got to split the carries. You got to split the load. We got a bunch of receivers who are going to get the ball, and I I feel it. But when you have a guy who's that talented, you gotta you gotta find ways to manufacture touches. Like, you know, Christian McCaffrey's on TV right now, probably scoring four or five touchdowns every single week. 
Realistically. Because when you yeah. have a guy who's gifted like that, you get them the ball. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, why does it feel like we haven't put the ball in his hands enough to let him cook the way we've seen him be capable of doing? He can do it on three or four touches, but why not give him 15, 18? It can't, can't hurt. Yeah. It's because Talia's so talented. So they're, they lean towards let's let Talia show his stuff prior to let's lean on the run game. Because if you look about if you if you think about the Maryland running backs that did really well, our quarterback play wasn't That's true. that amazing in those times. We we needed the run game type deal. We didn't have the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten at those specific times. So I think we need to have that mentality where it's like, all right, Talia's great, but the run has to complement his talents as well because the better we run, the better Talia will ultimately play and the less pressure he'll feel to have to make all those big plays and spin and do backflips and throw that jump across the body um, for interceptions. So we need to see some running back productivity this week against Illinois, 100%. That's facts. And, bro, I mean, like I said, I get it. You want to you wanna put the ball in, in your QB's hands, but, man, if you gotta, if you got to split Hemby out, they, team want to play man, put him on a linebacker, run a whip route. Let him run an angle out of the backfield. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, bro, that's easy money. There's there's just not anyone that can hang with him. And you want to you want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, but like you said, they'll they'll figure it out, bro. This is this is the perfect team to get you get your mojo back against. It's homecoming. Uh mm-hmm. all the people are going to be there. Speaking of that, we already kind of, you know, hinted at it, but you and I are going to be there. Uh we got some special things cooking yes, up. Sir. Uh, just you know, just so everyone knows, Indeed. we're gonna be live and in person on Saturday, uh, interacting with any <laughs> and everyone who is there. It's homecoming, so everyone's gonna be having a good time, vibing at the tailgates. Uh, we'll see you out there. If you see us, be sure to come up we'll to see us. Hey, like I said, we we got some things cooking up for y'all, uh, and then got some real special, you know, planned for the bye week. So, you know, looking forward to that and uh, seeing what everyone thinks. But uh, you know. Until then, let's get ready for this homecoming game, and uh, we'll see y'all out there. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. We'll catch y'all, man. Deuce.